0: it's time for you better you bet we'll give you an edge to beat the spread and so much more what do we call that wagertainment it's you better you bet from betql
1: our number two pj glasser mark Drumheller, are filling in for nick and ken you better you bet presented by BetMGM. we are now over on stadiums make sure you go to watch stadium Another place you guys can check us out. You can continue watching us on Sirius Channel 160 and Sirius XM 205. We're also still on slash BeckQL and YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports. Been a lot of football talk in hour number one. So now we're kicking off hour number two, talking some college basketballs. We're getting closer and closer to March. Kevin Sweeney joins us. You can follow Kevin on Twitter, X at CBB underscore central. Covers college hoops, NFL draft, draft analyst, Sports Illustrated host, and host of Fielding the 68. Kevin, appreciate the time, man. How are you? What's going on, guys? Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, man. Appreciate you stopping by. I want to start with UConn, Kevin, because they are the defending champions, man. And right now they are looking every bit of it. They're on a 12 game win streak. They've won uh, their 12 and one in Big East play. However, like you look at the metrics right now and Houston Purdue Mm -hmm. still getting more love than UConn, even though right now in the market, UConn is the favorite to win the national title. So as of today, is UConn your number one team? Are they your team to beat in the country?
2: I have Purdue a little bit ahead of them just because I think they're a little bit more accomplished. Like when you look at what Purdue's been able to accomplish in big games, it's so impressive. I mean, to win, you know, neutral court Marquette, uh, Alabama, Arizona, like you work your way down the list in the non-conference of what they accomplished. To me, they're the number one team in the country. But... Look, I I think the odds are about right in in that Purdue and Mm -hmm. UConn are are separating themselves as the two best teams in college basketball. UConn, uh, you know, the way that they've withstood injuries and bounced back when, you know, Alex Caravan misses time, Donovan Klingon misses time, Steph Castle, their star freshman, uh, was out earlier in the season. They haven't really missed a beat, and I think that's just tremendous credit to Dan Hurley. And now that they're at full strength, they look as good as anyone.
0: Mm. Kevin, let's stick with Purdue for a little bit because, you know, February and March, much different, right? March has been, you know, they've been easy money to kind of fade when they get into the tournament. Um, And, and, you know, a lot of people say that, hey, maybe the roster is not built to succeed um, in March. What have you seen about them this season um, that makes you believe that this could be different this year? The painter could get over the hump and they could make a strong push um, in the dance.
2: Look, I think when they've had their biggest March struggles, the issue has been guard play. Um, mm-hmm. And the teams that have had really good guards have, have been you know, second weekend type teams, if not more. And I think this year's Purdue team has really good guard play. I think Braden Smith is one of the best point guards in college basketball. Uh, his ability to create shots for others and, and, and really be, in a lot of ways, the focal point of Purdue's offense. Like if you ask their staff, the most important player to their offense is, is him, not Zach E. Not that Zach isn't the most dominant player in the country obviously is and he's had a tremendous career but like that's how important they view Braden Smith and I think when they've had that type of guard they've been pretty good I mean obviously St. Peter's in in 22 with with Jaden Ivey was a a bad boss and but you know a couple years before that you know they're in the Elite Eight with a chance to go to the national championship if not for a, a, a prayer by Virginia. And who who is the guard on that team? Carson Edwards, right? Like, I truly think that they have that type of backcourt this year with, with Braden Smith leading the way and Lance Jones, Fletcher Lawyer also helping out. And so to me, that makes him a real contender to, to really do this thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Kevin, a guy, a team I have my eye on as we get closer and closer to March is Iowa State. The more I like watch them, the more I like them. They have a really good defense. And, uh, you know, their offense at times is kind of hit or miss – I like Otzelberger as a head coach. Like, What are your thoughts on Iowa State? I know the Big 12 is so loaded and Houston and Kansas. Get all the headlines, but what do you think about the Cyclones? Could they be a a sleeper team to watch?
2: Yeah, I think they're dangerous because they have an elite defense and elite point guard play. I mean, Taman Lipsy has really made the jump as a sophomore and given them the type of – of ball guard who can really impact games at the highest level he's a great defender he gets to the rim he creates for others and shot the ball a lot better as well this year so you have star power at the top of your roster and you know they're going to force turnovers and make you uncomfortable i think that really you know lends itself to to a potential deep run i think the one thing for them is that you know, so much of their resume is is what they've been able to accomplish on their home court um and so i think you worry about when you get to march without that home court advantage at Hilton. Do they have quite the same level of juice? Maybe that's the one thing I would would hold back with them. But their guard play has been a lot better this year, um, and you combine that with the way that the odds is always gets these teams to defend. I think it, it, it lends itself to a pretty dangerous team come come at tournament time.
0: Let's talk about some surprises, Kevin. You know, one of the best surprises this season, I think, the good story is South Carolina, the Gamecocks. Like, what do you attribute to their success, their turnaround, and is this a team that could really make some noise as we get into March?
2: So I've I've kind of doubted them the whole way. So maybe it's it's wrong for me to say I don't think they're a huge threat to to go deep. But I, I think talent wise, they're probably not quite there when you compare them to you know, other teams in that, you know, top four seed range, which is where South Carolina is kind of knocking mm-hmm. on the door of right now. I think they're a great example, though, of a team that, that the whole has been far greater than the sum of the parts. And that's a, a credit to Lamont Paris, you know, the second year head coach who I think for my money would be national coach of the year if the season ended today. Just done a phenomenal job. And I think – you know, because of that, when you start winning close games, you start to believe and you have that kind of chemistry, like yeah, maybe maybe a special thing can happen. Right. Like, I don't think you would look around at FAU last year and say that was the most talented team that went, you know, made it to the final four. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they had a, a chemistry and the ability to find ways to win close games. And I think when you're a team like South Carolina and you've you've kind of established that here, you have that confidence when you get into those spots, you have a chance to do something pretty special.
1: Kevin, we got two really good games in the Mountain West tonight. And for people who haven't gotten a chance to watch that league yet this year, they got some good teams. Obviously, San Diego State made the final last year. They're good again. Colorado State's really good. And then you have New Mexico and Nevada tonight. Any plays for you in either of those games tonight? And any of those teams that you like in in March that you like long-term?
2: I I think – New Mexico is probably the most dangerous team in the NCAA tournament just because they're so dynamic athletically. I mean, their guard play is, you know, with, 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 with they have speed in the backcourt with Donovan Dent, Jalen House, Jamal Mashburn. They have athletes up front with Nellie Joseph and, and JT Toppin. The issue is, if, if the season ended today, New Mexico is the least secure in their NCAA tournament position of the six Mountain West teams because so much of their resume has been you know dominated by home wins. They haven't done a lot away from home. They get an opportunity to do that tonight against Nevada. They won that game on the road or at home, excuse me, against Nevada by 34, uh, like three weeks ago. So look, I understand Nevada's playing better now, uh, coming off two big wins. But like if I had a chance to bet on New Mexico tonight, you know, essentially even money, like I'm, I'm probably going to do it and live with the results because I truly believe this team is the most talented team in the Mountain West. Um, but but look, I mean, Colorado State, San Diego State, gonna be an awesome game as well. Uh, Colorado State won the first meeting, shot the ball well, needed to. It's just a different beast going into Viejas and trying to beat San Diego State. I, I expect these teams to split. I don't really have a great feel you kind of spread wise. I think it'll be kind of right around there. But you know, two really good teams, two teams I think it, that have the type of coaching and experience, and especially with Colorado State point guard play with with Isaiah Stevens to to really make an impact come in solo tournament time.
0: Kevin, I'm from Philly. Um, I have a question for you because I'm not sure I know the answer. Like, who is Villanova? Are they the team that beat UNC, that beat Creighton on the road? You know, but they have just these awful losses on their resume as well. Talk to me a little bit about just, like, what, what has happened there and, and what we should expect, you know, as we get into March.
2: Well, I, I wish I knew what to expect. I mean, that's kind of the story of the season, <laughs> right? But, look, I, I think the thing that has been – frustrating with Villanova is I I felt like when they went in the portal and got the guys that they got, that if nothing else, they'd be older and a little bit more solid than they were last season. Like I just thought there were so many mental lapses and it hasn't really changed. And maybe that's something you just have to attribute to coaching at the end of the day. Kyle Neptune still learning, Mm -hmm. you know, a third year head coach, second year at Villanova. You know, I think, I think that's been a a real challenge for him. And I, 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 I just don't think that this team has consistently gotten its best players playing well at the same time. Uh, you know Justin Moore was hot early. He gets hurt. TJ Bombo was struggling early. He's getting going now. Eric Dixon's had big games, but also quiet ones. Right? Like, I, I just think this team's kind of having an identity crisis. And at thirteen and eleven, they have to turn it on quick because you know things could get hairy. I mean, things are already very hairy from an NCAA tournament standpoint. But right. um, you know, if they, if they want to get in, they have to they have to turn it here quickly.
1: Talking with Kevin Sweeney at college basketball CBB underscore central college hoops and NBA draft analyst Sports Illustrated hosts and host of fielding the 68. Kevin, what are your thoughts about the Badgers? Wisconsin's lost four in a row. Really good start to conference play. But now they're starting to go through a slide. And it's been kind of interesting watching this team this year because of how efficient they are offensively. Obviously, still kind of playing at the slow pace that we normally see out of a great guard team. We know historically here the last couple of years, the Big Ten has really struggled in the NCAA tournament. Like, you talked about how much you like Purdue, but Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan State with Izzo in the tournament, like any of these other teams in the Big Ten that you're kind of buying that you like?
2: I think I would probably buy Illinois the most just because I like their, their formula. They're a bigger team. They can you know, switch one through four, one through five. They can pull their big away from the basket and hurt you that way with Coleman Hawkins. They have an All-American potential guy and Terrence Shannon. Um, to me, like that's just a, a much different style of team than what we've seen come out of the Big Ten in the last several years. And because of that, I, I think the upside is probably a little bit greater in the tournament. I'm not in full panic mode with Wisconsin, if only because... I just feel like a lot of their, you know, issues have been shooting variance dependent. I mean, the last four losses, right? They, they shoot really hot in the first half against Nebraska. They take a huge lead. Then they go cold in the second half, uh, 10 for 31 overall from three. They turn around, they play Purdue, a winnable game. They don't quite get over the hump three for 19 from three. You make more, you win that game. You go to Michigan, you get tripped up on the road five for 19. And then Rutgers over the weekend, obviously defensively, they weren't good, but five for 21, right? Like, this team shot the ball very well early in the season. It hasn't happened here since the the calendar flipped to February. I think things will find their level a little bit. Like, I think this is kind of partially just like a regression of offensively. I don't think the team was ever truly like an elite offensive team, the way that the numbers said. But I also don't think they're as bad as they look right now.
0: Okay, let's talk about the SEC, Kevin. Um, you know, Alabama, they lose Brandon Miller to the NBA. Um, Nate Oats ran into some, you know, attrition with the coaching staff that he was able to kind of overcome. They're still up top of the SEC. Um, do you expect them to be able to win the conference? Tennessee, Auburn, right behind them. Uh, you know, what do you see as far as, uh, you know, Alabama in the future?
2: I think the thing that hurts Alabama is they just have so much left from a scheduling standpoint. I mean, they've had some of the more manageable games on the docket. They've already played Vanderbilt. They've already played Missouri. uh, They had South Carolina at home. They had Auburn at home, right? Like a lot of these games, you you start on the next several, I mean, home A&M, home Florida, at Kentucky, at Ole Miss, home Tennessee, at Florida. That's six straight games against likely NCAA tournament teams. Maybe, you know, Ole Miss, notwithstanding they're probably a bubble team um so i I think the schedule hurts them and chasing the league title but they've just been so darn good lately that i don't want to bet against them i mean they're they're shooting the ball so well i think the they're so bought in right now style of play wise into how they're playing it's very unique obviously and i think they've even been more drastic from a three-point reliance standpoint than they've been in previous years just because of the way the roster is constructed but um They've really turned a corner here in the last month or so, just optically. Like when I watch the play, I really believe this team can can do some special things. So I think they've got a, as good a shot as anyone in that league. Um, you know, obviously have the, the game in hand um, uh, compared to Tennessee and compared to Auburn. That helps them. But, you know, certainly wouldn't be surprised to see them come back to the pack, given the schedule.
1: Kevin, are you concerned at all with North Carolina and Arizona when they get into the tournament just because, head and shoulders, they're the best teams in their league? It's certainly a little close to the ACC with Duke there, but certainly in the Pac-12, Arizona. Like, are you concerned that, you know, it's so easy? And we've seen, especially from Arizona, like they've suffered some losses to some teams that they should have beaten that maybe when they get into a tournament setting, not playing the best competition compared to some of these other leagues, like it could hurt them and they could get tripped up?
2: I wouldn't necessarily be concerned because of that. Like, I think Arizona, you know they've played Duke, they've played Wisconsin, they've played Michigan State, they've played Alabama, they've played Purdue. They were in all of those games. They won four of them, right? And you can add FAU to that conversation, four and two. Two overtime game against FAU, they probably should have won. They didn't quite get over the hump, right? Like, I think Arizona is prepared for March. I think the question with them is just can they play – You know, if you're looking for a team to go win six straight, can Arizona – be consistent enough, right? Like I don't think the Pac-12 is the reason that they lost to Oregon State. It's because I think they've had a problem looking past opponents. And I think if they're if their mentality is good and and they attack March with the the level of commitment necessary, I think they've got a good shot. As for North Carolina, like again, I, I don't I don't necessarily attribute anything to the league. I, I think they've they've got a good group. Um, they've got great role allocation, which I love. Right? Like, I think the thing that made the Carolina team two years ago that made the championship game work so well was everyone knew who they were. Leaky black was in there to defend. Brady manic was in there to shoot threes. RJ Davis, and Caleb love were were in there to fly downhill and, you know, shoot, shoot the ball at the rim. And then obviously Baycott was there to be a punisher in the, in the post. I think they have a similar kind of makeup this year. Um, You know, look, I, I think they've, they're defensively, they've regressed a little bit back to where they had been earlier in the season. They they were unbelievable in January defensively. I think some of that may be just a little bit luck driven. Um, you know, three point shooting. But um I, I don't think if either wins, it will be, you know, blamed on on who they played in league play. I think they, they they've shown they can play against the league competition, just a question of more
1: consistency than anything else. He is Kevin Sweeney. You can follow him on Twitter, X, at CBV underscore Central. College Hoops and NBA draft analyst, Sports Illustrated host, and fielding the 68. Kevin, really great stuff, man. Appreciate the time. Thank you, guys. More You Better You Bet presented by BetMGM on the other side of the break.